Hello friends and welcome to Kosher Style Stories by Barbara Hannah Austin. If you love a good story, you're in for a treat. So sit back and relax and listen to Barbara. Musings of my father. 2016 Bethlehem, New Hampshire. Why he did it, no one knows. We can, however, say in all honesty, these many years later, my father biked to his own drummer. But still, $10,000 is a lot of money. We assumed he hid it for a reason, and his reason was a secret. Who would have ever known that below the grass, behind the cottage, was a treasure, if out of the blue my sister had not decided to read Joyce Kilmer's poetry? To me, the elder, it's amusing since the poem Trees by that author has been a pebble in my shoe and a memory I do not still to this day relish. That's a story in itself and one that I promised to tell one day. As years of dust were blown from the top of the book, the fly leaf separated from the cover and floated to the floor. It read, Dear family, on August 18, 1973, I, Bernard S. Rubin, have planted 36 apple trees on the back lawn of my house on Strawberry Hill, Bethlehem, New Hampshire. I have also buried filled cigar boxes in down-reaching holes around the land. My garden extends from the back of a cottage on Strawberry Hill to Pineywood Street, the next block over. The entire area is 0.5 miles or 264 feet. The cigar boxes contain a sum of $10,000 in silver coins. Sorry, but I lost count of the boxes, so you can stop digging when you reach $10,000, because S is nit mehr, there is no more. Yours sincerely, Bernard S. Rubin. Why he chose this particular book is indisputable, since for long as any of us can remember, no child in the family was left unpunished. We had to memorize Kilmer's trees. Our R's had to be rolled like in butter and recited on special occasions, or no occasion at all, just to make sure we were saying it according to his gospel. 42 years earlier. What are you doing, honey? Mother yelled from the back door. Leave me alone, honey. Don't you see I'm busy? He sternly replied. He seemed not in his best humor. But as a child, I thought both of their names were honey. Since he had planted the trees around the border of the yard earlier in the week, what could he be shoveling for now, a buried treasure? Even the neighbors asked, but my mother couldn't answer because she didn't know, and he was not telling. Day after day, the whole digging continued. The holes were deep and strewn up and down the block-long backyard. Every so often he would lay back and read poetry out loud, translating it into Yiddish. In the flyleaf of Joyce Kilmer's poetry book, he took notes. My mother assumed it was notes for the letters he would write later to his sisters. Mother was not very pleased with the closeness of his family, but she tolerated it not in the best of humor. My father did not scope out the land with a plan. Unlike Johnny Appleseed, who when 50 trees were planted, it legally meant you owned the land, which he then sold to settlers once the area had grown bountiful, Daddy spread the wealth, so to speak. There were no markers, no map, no clue, and not any indication of any sort. He always worked at this in the wee hours of the morning. Barney, the name everyone called him, as earlier stated, was to say the very least different. We found carbon copies of every letter he ever wrote, letters to his sister, brother, to his daughters, and even his wife, all signed, sincerely, Bernard S. Rubin, some notarized with a notary seal. He never told anyone about the money, not his wife, not his sisters. August 2016. 
Today, the 36 trees bear hundreds of delicious green strudel-worthy apples. They're distributed to summer people and year-round folks alike. Brown bears come at night to scavenge what fell on the ground. The yarn in town is that in the early hours of the morning, my father, dead now 20 years, can be seen with a giant basket of apples balanced on the handlebars of his bike. Apple gifts are found on porches from August to October, as the story goes. The silver dollars sleep undisturbed under the grass behind the cottage on the lawn at Strawberry Hill. Can't make a story like that up. Rhoda's tried to find boxes, but the wood of the cigar boxes disintegrated. There's snow every year, so it must be down 100 feet or 200 feet. Wow. So we have priced having someone come with one of those things. Those things. It would be more than it's the... Well, do you have those metal... Yeah, we, we find metal yeah. all over, but they, we found like $4. It took us three days. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So I guess he buried it in case of emergency. Maybe. I guess so. You know, you never know. Uh-huh. Kosher Style Stories are written and read by Barbara Hannah Austin, with episodes produced and edited by me, E.L. Richards, for Fat Femme Media in association with Big Shtick Productions. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you're listening to this right now. You can also help others find Kosher Style Stories by giving us five stars and leaving a detailed review. We promise to read all of your comments. Thanks for listening. 